Prepare yourself for Listoff, the gaming podcast where your hosts, Brian and Ryan, rank the things they love. Three, two, one, Listoff. Tonight, we dined on chicken dinners and victory royales with cheese. Because this week, we discuss our top three Battle Royale games. And I'm just going to get the cart before the horse here. Brian is going on hiatus to spend time with his family. I know I speak for all of us when I say we love him. We wish him nothing but the best, and he will definitely be missed. But this episode, we welcome Andrew Kimball and Dylan Wren, your friendly neighborhood gamers to the show. You guys are, I, I will just say you're content creators because there's really no limit to the stuff you are putting out at the moment. I don't know, I don't know how you do it, but uh, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, yes. Yeah, so first of all, I just want to say, I don't know that Brian is actually real because uh, <laughs> I haven't actually watched your video versions of your podcast. I have seen your TikToks, so I guess I've seen him there, but. For all I know, it could be a voice you're doing because I haven't gotten to meet him yet. But uh, no, for your friendly neighborhood gamers, we, like you said, content creators, we we have a YouTube channel and a podcast. Those are our two kind of primary focuses right now. We were streaming on Twitch, but we backed off of that a little bit to kind of focus in on the other two channels that we're, we want to make those the best they can be. So our YouTube is kind of more quick reviews or quick topics, rankings, lists, if you will, uh, things like that. We like to do fun things over there. Uh, the podcast is more like long form conversational. Let's really dig in deep and get to the meat of whatever it is that we're talking about. And the whole core conceit and concept of this show and this content is we want to approach gaming from the perspective of like an average gamer, an average player. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of like industry level and news podcasts out there in gaming, and we wanted to do something a little bit different. So the podcast also, we do interviews. Uh, we've done one with you as well, Brian. Mm -hmm. um, listen to that. I had a yeah, great time. I had a great it's time. a great place to start. Um, we want to, we want to interview people more like in the gaming community, like smaller content creators, like people that are just kind of into it and enjoy it, not necessarily are part of the, the industry or, you know, like your big IGNs and stuff like that. And so that's, that's kind of the, the core concept when we started and um, mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're kind of tweaking it and improving it and figuring it out as we go. But uh, Dylan, did I, did I miss anything? No, I think you covered it all. Yeah, I will say if you enjoy our TikTok content, Andrew uh, is to thank for that. He gave me a tutorial on how to create mm -hmm. things for TikTok. I really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I love the content you guys put out. Definitely go listen to them and, and check them out on YouTube. Listen to the episode I'm on, or I will mm -hmm. be personally offended. And Brian, <laughs> uh, it, I, it, here's a big spoiler. Brian doesn't exist. He is my VTube avatar. So Okay, oh, see, right. I knew something was going on there. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you definitely sussed it out for sure. But but definitely wish him well. No, for mm -hmm. real, you know, all yeah. jokes aside. Thank you for that. Uh, and I will say to the listeners, thank you for joining us. We're so happy you found our show. If you'd like to chat with us and other good people, join our Discord. Link is in the show notes below. And also down there is our link to a coffee page where you could donate to the show. I will say a special thank you to Kayla Jackson, who put us over the top for our new mics. So if I sound different, I, I dare to say better, but I don't know yet. 
Uh, it's because <laughs> we got our new mic. So thank you very much to everybody who donated so far. Uh, really, really appreciate it. It's kind of mind blowing, you know? Yeah. So without further ado, I say we go ahead and get into our pre-flight checklist. Guys, what sure. have you been playing this week? I have been playing a lot of Cult of the Lamb. Um, the game of the moment. Yes, yes. So it uh, is it true that you really have to like poop to play that game? Is there a big <laughs> emphasis on poop? Uh, I mean, there it's uh, not necessarily, but there is a lot <laughs> of it in, okay, in the game. Okay. Um, Your cult. So the game's premise is basically like you are this little lamb and they you get killed that's not a spoiler because it happens like literally it's the first thing in the game uh and then you are brought back by this like deity or whatever and is basically like go make a cult like go take out these other four like cult leaders and then um that's as far into the game as i've gotten um i've killed three of the four um and i'm stuck trying to like get through that last it's kind of like hades yeah it's i i described it to andrew as a a combination of like hades and like a base builder city builder um i've seen some people throwing around animal crossing it doesn't feel brian Brian threw around animal crossing yeah yeah um and so it's kind of like the the you get out you go into these like procedurally generated like dungeon like room clear things kind of like Hades where you're kind of dashing around rolling around hacking and slashing with whatever weapon you have for the run um, and your magic abilities Um, and once you clear the room at the end um, of like five or six rooms in a row um, you get to or five or six zones um, you get to a boss um, and eventually you get to the the big boss of the area the zone Um, and so you're doing that, and then once you beat it or you die, you go back to like your little cult area um, where you have you're building a little base of collecting resources. Poop. You have all your little cultists. You can make a farm and use the poop as fertilizer. You build an <laughs> outhouse, uh, which only only four cultists can poop in before you have to go clean it out. Uh, <laughs> but wow, that is a clean outhouse. Yes. Uh, but it's it's been fun. I, I've been enjoying it. It's kind of got that same thing that Hades did for me where it was like, I'm going in, it's a roguelike type of deal. And but I'm not like annoyed if I die because it's kind of like, oh, okay, like now I'm going back and I'm gonna do like the little base management thing for a little bit and like get a breath of fresh air, a little break, unlock some new abilities or buildings or something like that. And then I'm gonna like go do another run in uh of like the roguelike and each run takes like 10, 15 minutes tops. Um, so, I mean, like it's, it's pretty quick um, compared to, you know, like a good run through Hades was like 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes, you know? Um, and so this is a very like bite size. Like if you only have 10 minutes, like it's pretty easy to just pop in, do a run pop out. So, um, so I've been enjoying it though. I think it's, I've seen people throwing around like, oh, this is one of the, like, this is in the game of year conversation, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nothing's in the game of the year conversation. <laughs> Elden Ring came out this year. What are you talking about? Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I might disagree with you there. <laughs> well, you, Dylan, so, you keep throwing around Hades. Yes. Is this game actually comparable to Hades in how it like feels to play? Is it, and is it top down? Like I really haven't yeah. seen much. 
yeah, it's got the it's got a very similar like isometric sort of top down vibe when you're running around to Hades. It doesn't um, feel as good as I mean Hades is like I, the best roguelike. I would yeah. say to me, Hades feels better. Um That's probably the right answer. That's what but, Brian said as well. That like mm-hmm. it's same type of gameplay, but it's not Hades quality. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um and and I and to be fair, like when I'm saying it doesn't feel as good as Hades, Hades is like one of the best like little roguelike type things that I've played. And Absolutely. so saying it doesn't feel as good as Hades is like it's still a real it still feels really good. It's still but Hades solid. is just like yeah. perfect. So yeah, no, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it doesn't feel and I've run into like a couple of little bugs as I've played like occasionally there's like a, an enemy that like gets off screen um, or like out of the little zone that you can walk around in and like if you can't kill them you can't progress um, there's been like once or twice that that's happened to me and all the time that I put into it all the runs that I've done Um and then there are a couple of other just like random little bugs like there's a a stone mine and like a lumber yard that are like you're getting lumber and stone from uh their names are reversed uh, ah. in the game so like it'll i'll pop back into town it'll be like your lumber yard has run out of wood or whatever <laughs> and it's like i walk over and it's like my stone yard or whatever my my quarry right, is out stone. of stone yeah. <laughs> and it's like well that's those are different things but you know are you um, you're playing on Xbox, right? Yeah, I I kicked around getting it for Xbox or Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things online that I was seeing for Switch was like it can't handle more than like six cultists or something like that. It, it just seemed like there were a couple of. It, uh, yeah, I think you made the right choice. There's always like mm-hmm. frame rate dips or you, some. You always suffer a little bit from getting it on Switch. You know, Switch yeah. is where I would want to play it. Though. It mm-hmm. feels like a yeah. good Switch game. I, I've heard, I've talked to people who have it on Switch, um, and they seem to think it's great. They haven't talked about any like issues with it, so it could just be the couple of people that I like read reviews on had just like maybe it was a reviewer who had it before a patch or something, and it has been optimized since. Um, I play most stuff just on Xbox, like. Yeah even if I'm playing or on my TV. So like, even if I got it on switch, I probably wouldn't play it handheld that much. Um, but for you, you know, that, I guess that question is bigger, Andrew, cause you actually yeah. do use your switch handheld a lot. So, right. Yeah. I think 2022 has been a year where I've been going back to using my switch handheld mm-hmm. and just going back to using my switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good games coming out for it that, uh, yeah. you know, we kind of had a drought for a little while there. Mm-hmm. I, I got the OLED switch, and so that um, really motivated me to start using it handheld a lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So you played anything else, or was it mostly Cult of the Lamb? Uh, it's mostly been Cult of the Lamb. The only other thing I've been doing is I got back into Hearthstone a little bit, so I've just been playing that. And then um, Destiny 2's new season came out uh, last week. Yeah, I saw the trailer um, for it, right? Uh, well, that's that the like, new expansion yeah, that's so coming out in Until like I've never February. played Destiny 2. Yeah, Me neither. <laughs> so the new expansion does look really cool, but this season is like a pirate-themed like oh. season, um, and they reworked like the final class, uh, or like 
element class that you can be. Um, and so that's been pretty fun, uh, just kind of messing around in there. But those uh, mostly Cult of the Lamb. Very cool. Very cool. All right. How about you, Andrew? Uh, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple games. Speaking of the Switch, I will start with my return to Breath of the Wild. That has been, <laughs> uh, been my main kind of handheld I usually have a console game and a switch game going, you know, for, you know, different moments when I get to game. And so when I'm playing switch and it's mostly been handheld, uh, it's been breath of the wild. I just, I returned to it kind of on a whim. Eric from the unlockables was talking about it on his show a while back. And then I was, I heard a couple other things about it pop up in like the same week and all of that together. I was like, this is a sign I need to jump back in. And so I, (laughs) I dove back in not with the intention of necessarily like beating it, but um, I've done three divine beasts and I have, I don't know. I have the master sword. I don't know how much I can talk about this. Like it's how long it's been out, but I'm, I've gotten to the point. I think it's fair game. Like, yeah, I've I've gotten to the point because this is like my second full playthrough where I'm looking up like how to find this armor set or how to find Mm. this thing and like kind of poking around and looking for things that I didn't find my first playthrough. And so that's been fun. It's just like a a real kind of casual meandering playthrough. Um, Mm -hmm. But the game that I've been mostly playing console wise is Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Let's talk about that because that's what I've been playing too. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I have been really enjoying it so far. I it's it's still do, like the way I've described it every time I've talked about it is it's a very iterative sequel. It feels mm-hmm. a lot like the first game, but okay. they've they've made a bunch of small improvements like across the board that all add up t- in a meaningful way. Um, mm-hmm. Everything from the gameplay feeling better to you know adding a glider to making Aloy a more interesting character to making her interactions with side characters feel better or more meaningful, like just a lot of little things all compounding into making this pretty much completely better, in my opinion, than the first game. The first game all kind of centered around this mystery of what's going on. And so that kind of determined who Aloy was as a character and her Mm -hmm. motivations and what was going on with the world. And once you finish that game and everything's kind of busted wide open, I like that we're not dancing around all that anymore and now we're kind of like diving into that lore and that world and she is like very mission oriented she has a goal and she's like driving towards it like a force that you know to be reckoned with and the whole world is like trying to stop her and thank her for what she did in the first game and calling her savior and like trying to kiss her feet and all this stuff and she doesn't want to have anything to do with it and so i've just found her as a character in the world and the story really interesting and the gameplay is like i said similar to the first one but better in a bunch of small ways to just you know it just makes it a more fun experience and the game looks incredible like yeah yeah what they've done with the character models yeah it's maybe the best looking game i've seen like ever it's especially when you consider that it's open world like you look at god of war and you look at last of us and all those games and they look incredible but they're linear Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to take into account the like kind of massive exactly. world that this game does. Whereas like a lot of open world games look great in cutscenes or cinematics or things like that. But when you're just, I think a final fantasy seven remake, which isn't truly open world, but it's a good example of like 
the game looks gorgeous when they mm-hmm. want it to, but then when you're talking to some side character quest giver, they look yeah. like they fell out of a PlayStation 3. Right. <laughs> in Horizon Forbidden West, pretty much everybody looks great. The and animations like, are mouth movements, too, yeah, yeah, and mocap and all that. It all looks like top tier. So it's it's really impressive. And I think like the Final Fantasy VII remake comparison, I mean, that is corridors. They're smart about how they build the yeah. corridors, but that is not an open world like like Horizon Forbidden West. Exactly. It, it's a feat. I agree. And I think it's good you mentioned the gameplay because I did not appreciate the combat in uh, the first game at all in Zero Dawn. I thought it was sloppy. It never felt precise. It never felt like I was doing – like Aloy was doing what I wanted her to. It didn't mm. – it, it felt like they were going – for that kind of, you know, parry and dodge. God, I hate saying like Dark Souls. From stuff, yeah. But like from, like the, you know, everybody kind of goes for that sort of, uh, a lot of games go for that sort of combat. And it seems mm-hmm. like that's what they were after. And it just never felt precise. But man, in Forbidden West, does it feel good? Like dodges happen when you want them to. They go in the direction you want them to. And combat is fun to play in this game for me. I also agree just all the little tweaks like they they listened to people when they said man it sucks that you climb to the top of this and there were a lot of complaints about especially because it came out a week before uh the other game you're playing breath of the wild yeah and people were like gosh i wish you had that glider in uh zero dawn well guess what they like okay we're, it doesn't even the best <laughs> part is it doesn't feel like the glider in breath of the wild which is good it feels a lot weightier a lot heavier it's more like a parachute like, yeah right, right. Mm-hmm. but uh, that just that implementation alone makes the world so much more easy to traverse i, I absolutely love forbidden west and the reason i stopped you dylan when you said it's the year elden ring came out nothing else can compare for game of the year it's genuinely because I think this this might be up there. It's up there mm-hmm. with Elden Ring for me. Interesting. Nice. I just think, it, I mean, I, I understand from soft games and I understand their way of storytelling. Yeah. This is a better story because it's telling you the story. That's it, fair. <laughs> I also think the characters are better because they're like real people. Who mm-hmm. have and, I, and not not to I'm not crapping on Elden. Don't Ring. I, disrespect I'm, Dung Eater like, like that. Well, this is what I mean. I mean, <laughs> and and the characters in Elden Ring are great because they are fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. But in this, it feels like people make decisions that matter, and they make those decisions based off of what they know. And everybody has like different pieces of information. And I'm not sure how yeah. far you are in the game. Like, would you be able to name a city or area that you've seen? So I kind of have an idea of where you're at, Andrew. I'm in like the back third. I just got to San Francisco. Okay, good. I just got through San Francisco. Okay. And uh, you run into some very interesting people there. And it's almost like comedy. But Mm. you know, the people are not trying to be funny. But it made me chuckle a few times. And I just think the way they portray these different factions and how they all have their own belief system and it's because of like the little nuggets of the past or information they have is all it's all disconnected right the world is not connected so these tribes are different based off of what they know and they all only have a piece of the puzzle aloy is kind of the one person who's putting it all together right her and well silence too right but um yeah and i just i really like 
the way it's portraying that and telling the story. I talked about it a few weeks ago. Same thing as you. When you go to these towns and people are like, Savior of Meridian, I need your help. Or, you know, they're talking about their loved one getting lost. Aloy very much has this attitude like, I don't have time for this, dude. Yeah. And and I appreciate that her, her urgency feels earned. It, mm-hmm. it feels like she understands the stakes. And you feel the pressure with her of being the only person who could prevent the end of the world again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great game, man. I, I am absolutely enjoying it. I think it's almost more surprising because at the end of the first game, I didn't. I was like, well, this doesn't need a sequel. Mm. I think they wrapped up Aloy's story really, really well, the way it ended. Um, and it did have like a post-credit scene almost of right. that, that kind of blew the world wide open like you're saying but i also felt like that didn't need to be on there that seemed like oh they're gonna force a sequel now so i kind of avoided forbidden west when it initially released because i was like i don't know i I, re- I like the story of the first game and i hope it doesn't ruin it or anything i am so impressed by the direction they took this it surprised me everything about this game is impressive to me and yeah i'm i'm really really enjoying it yeah, when you were talking about the like the tribes and stuff, that's that's something that I really love about this series is just the the layers of the world building and the story with like the old ones and the modern tribes, but the modern tribes are like kind of less civilized and more simple than, you know, the people from the past and just just the way they've built this world and the the lore and everything that goes into it. I find it really fascinating and interesting. And I think that's part of why I like this game more is because we get to dive into that Mm -hmm. knowing what it is now. It's not this whole, Ooh, what's going on? Where are we? Where is this taking place? What happened? How many audio logs do I have to listen to, to figure out what happened? It's like, we know the mystery is over now we get to actually explore this world a little more and see different tribes and see how they connect to the past and how they put the pieces together. And yeah, Aloy having that information and kind of just being over it, I think is a great like direction for her character. I love, I love what they did with her because I didn't really like her in the first game very much. Right. And in this one, I think they made her a really compelling and interesting character, at least for me, you know, for what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I also, small little thing here, I but uh, I wanted to mention, I appreciate that you don't escort people. It it leads <laughs> you in. You're meeting people. It seems like, you know, every chapter you're going to meet somebody and they're going to want to join your party, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever that happened, the first few times it happened, I'm like, man, I'm going to have to like walk this person back to, you know, our base. These are light spoilers. I don't consider this stuff spoilers. No, yeah. Yeah. But it's great. She call, She always like calls somebody else to get him. She'll call like the last person that wanted Come to get join him. the party. Come get this dude, and you'd never have to like have a companion that's putting that's in danger beyond like very brief points in time. And I love that the game does that. It's mm-hmm. really nice. Like escorts are so tricky in video games, and they just didn't even touch it. And I I do like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're finally figuring it out and getting away from that. Even side quests, it's like, oh, so and so is trapped on this cliff. Can you go help him? You go up there and you kill whatever machine you have to kill. And then Aloy's like, all right, can you make it back from here? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, okay, I think I got it. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Dylan, I think you would really like these games because oh, of yeah. the combat. It's very, I feel like it's simpler Monster Hunter, but it is mm-hmm. very much like Hunt the Monster. It's just mm-hmm. a robot in this. So seems yeah. up your alley. Without having played a Monster Hunter, I feel like that's a good comparison. Like you approach battles as though they're a puzzle almost. You have Mm -hmm. to do prep. You have to set traps. You have to understand what you're getting yourself into. 
mm-hmm. you know you're committing to something a lot of times. Like if it's just some of the smaller ones, you can kind of just run in and you know hack and slash and shoot or whatever. But if you're trying to take down like a bigger machine, it's like, what are they weak to? What do I have mm-hmm. equipped? Which weapons am I going to start this with? Do I want to yeah. lay any traps before I start this thing? Like you're you're committing to like an actual event here. It's not just mm-hmm. like a beat on the boss till it dies kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and, and every video, I mean, it's bows and arrows and robot dinosaurs. I mean, like I I'm already sold on the concept. It's just one of those things where I have to play it on a PlayStation controller. So I'm kind of like, uh, <laughs> the dual sense is good, man. Uh, he has a, a PlayStation four controller. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I could plug an Xbox three or an Xbox one controller into the PlayStation and play it on that. Be so you much play better. the first one on PC and yeah. use I, a... <laughs> the per, the first one is on PC. I cannot play the first sure, one. On yeah, PC. I know that feeling. I know that feeling well. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I'm I'm sold on it. So yeah, yeah, definitely high recommend from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you play any other games, Andrew? No, that's pretty much been it. Um, you know, I'm always poking around a few things here and there was playing stuff before I started these games, but you know, we don't have all nights. So (laughs) Peppa Pig seems like fun though. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm (laughs) working towards the platinum in that one or the thousand gamer score or whatever it is on Xbox. So Mm -hmm. I know I spoke at length about forbidden West. I did want to mention one more game. Uh, I played a little bit of the Splatoon three demo and I was really, really pumped for Splatoon three and, and it's funny because the demo was exactly what I wanted. It was more Splatoon goodness, right? And I, I loved the second game. But I also came to a realization that, like, I'm not at a point in my life where I want to, like, get sweaty anymore, mm-hmm. you know? I don't want to, like, get online and, like, really, like, be a tryhard. Get yeah, sweaty in same. Splatoon. Same. Yeah. So, like, the one, the tw- yeah, exactly. Oh, I got sweaty in Splatoon, too. I can't wait to sure. hear how this main topic is going to go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it's funny because it was exactly what I was looking for. I loved the twelve mm-hmm. hours of the demo. I probably got like that many matches in. I probably got about yeah. twelve matches in. It also helped me make a decision that I'm not going to be purchasing the game. And I was sold on mm-hmm. this game prior to it. But yeah. it's like, man, going into the fall right now, we got God of War. We got. I'm I'm definitely getting God of War. I'm mm-hmm. definitely getting Callisto Protocol. And that's mm-hmm. 140 bucks right there, right? Yeah. So if I take Splatoon 3 out of the equation, it makes the burden of those games a little easier. And unfortunately, like, yeah, I don't, like I said, man, I'm not, I'm not feeling a try hard at this point in my mm-hmm. life. So I'm, I think it has to go to the wayside, unfortunately. But it yeah, was a fun wow. demo. It's a good time. Yeah. Because it'll be that price regardless because it's Nintendo, yeah, right? Exactly. So yeah, even if I it'll go on sale for five bucks later. Yeah, oh, for sure. It'll, yeah, <laughs> 40 bucks maybe on Black Friday, but not this mm-hmm. year. That'll be next Black Friday. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much for your pre flight checklist. Uh, I say we go ahead and we get into our top three battle royales. Sure. Let's do it. All right. As I mentioned, we are here for our top three battle royales. Uh, I will give a little caveat, as I am prone to whenever we have lists, which is almost every week. Uh, (laughs) I've only played like three battle royales, guys. So 
listing four was a difficult task, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I managed. I managed. I know you guys uh, just recently did an episode on Battle Royale, so I thought to myself, yes. who better to get on the show for this? Uh, just a little, a little <laughs> foreshadowing here as well. I know every episode you also tend to steal – you call it steal, borrow – a section of your guests' podcast or content and turn it back on them, right? And you also do quizzes mm. and games. So not only am I stealing a segment from your show, I'm stealing the game segment, and we will have nice. a game later. Uh, there later we go. In the episode here, so... We don't do that for everybody. Dylan Dylan singled you out on that one. We don't no, always I, Well, you had go a game for, uh, for John... On yeah, I, episode, you, yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I guess he he tries to theme it. He does a better I, job. I try to theme. I do <laughs> when when I'm in charge of the game. I try to like theme it. Like with uh, we did one with a person who does a Game of Thrones podcast. So I right. think we did all like Game of Thrones theme stuff yeah, for you. Dylan, I was like, you do that, a yeah. top three pod. Like you do a top three like list thing. I can I I do a game that has lists that I pull from the internet. I can do this game with your lists. <laughs> uh, side note, though, House of the Dragons really good so far. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's what I've, I've heard, and I, I'm still a little, I'm still a little uh, gun shy from this ending of Game of Thrones. So I haven't yeah. haven't watched it yet. I've I've been watching Sandman. Once I'm done with Sandman, I'm gonna hop over to Game of Thrones. Dylan's mm-hmm. wounds have healed. Yeah, I mean Matt Smith, dragons. I'm I'm in. It's easy. <laughs> Granted, we're two episodes in. Yeah, D and D are not uh, are not writing and exactly. directing it this time, so exactly. they won't screw it up. Hopefully, I will say, yeah, it could go any direction from here. But mm-hmm. the third episode looks real good, so it looks okay. like it's going in a good direction. So uh, I might be eating those words a week from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I uh, edit that part out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, if you if you guys want to share your honorable mention, I say we start with Andrew. Why don't you go ahead and share it? Absolutely, squad leader. Uh, my <laughs> honorable mention was a bit of a toss-up because it was kind of funny when you said who better to get for this topic because <laughs> I'm you know I'm I've played some battle royales, but I'm not like you talk about getting sweaty. It's not really my thing either. So. My my honorable mention could have gone any like a number of different directions in that kind of sweaty category, but I went for Apex Legends because I like respawn. Yeah, and yeah. I <laughs> I love Titanfall too. Stand by for Titanfall. It could have been Warzone. It could have been you know I I never really played PUBG very much, so I mean it really was those two were kind of the the front runners for this one. But I picked Apex because mm-hmm. I think it has a little bit more personality. I like. Uh, the, the colors, the vibrancy. I like that it has ties to the Titanfall universe. A respawn shooter just feels good. Um, the characters were cool, but you know I haven't really played it since launch, so mm-hmm. I can't really speak to a lot of the updates and things and different game modes and whatnot they've had. But when it launched and it was like this surprise drop that nobody mm-hmm. saw coming and it kind of took the gaming community by surprise and everybody hopped in because it was free. It was like, dude, a respawn game just came out today and it's free. We're, we're going to play it tonight. Right. Yeah, obviously. So, and at that point, everything was on like a level playing field. And so we just got to go in there and actually feel like we knew what we were doing and could get some kills and get in the, you know, the leaderboard, at least maybe even win a few matches. 
trying to go back to it now is rough. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of room for casual <laughs> <an> gamers. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I had to capture gameplay for Apex when we put out our, our video on it. And I I spent two hours, I think, trying to capture gameplay that where I didn't die within like the first 30 seconds of dropping. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my my pick is very much like uh nostalgic for that that kind of Mm-hmm. first month or two when everybody was playing and it was this cool surprise from respawn uh it, it is a little bit heartbreaking because i want titanfall 3 and mm-hmm. so this game really kind of cemented that if that ever were to happen it's like far away so you know if they ever put titans into apex i would try my hardest <laughs> to jump back mm-hmm. in and get good again because i i love me some titanfall what if they did like a campaign for apex like a series of missions maybe without the titans i would I try know. it but okay. i mean the the you still want titanfall 3 the blend of of like the free running like wall running mm-hmm. super soldier and then like calling in this badass titan that can either a like fight alongside you or mm-hmm. you can jump in and either dominate anybody on the ground or go head to head with someone else in a titan mm-hmm. it was just oh man so good yeah. Such a good game, but I'm, we're talking about apex here, which was also <laughs> a good game, but not quite as good for me. <laughs> yeah. A good pick for sure. All right, Dylan, what's your honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mention is fall guys. Um, right. it's, it's one that I think is just a fun, unique, different take on the battle Royale formula. That's, kind of going to be a theme for my list is like battle royales that do something unique and different at least in my opinion because like don't get me wrong i've played apex i played warzone i've played you know a lot of those types of games and i'm not that great at them and like it's always one of those things where i'm like you guys i don't want to get sweaty i don't want to like i just want to enjoy myself and have fun and getting sniped 30 seconds into the game yeah. or a half hour into the game without even seeing the person, you know, just not fun for me. Um, and so fall guys is that fun little easy chill thing that I can do um, where I'm not having to get sweaty. It's just like a, Hey, here's an obstacle course. We're dropping a hundred people onto it. The first 60 that get to the end progress, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's, that's fun to me. Absolutely. Um, it's an easy one. It's a quick, like it's quicker than a lot of other battle royales. I feel like, and just like, it's way easier to get other people to play, uh, Mm -hmm. because it's just kind of like, Hey, you want to hop in and play, you know, fall guys, even people that don't play a ton of video games are like, Oh, well I'll download it and I'll try it. I'll play it. You know, like it, it has that wide scale appeal that like call of duty Warzone (laughs) does not necessarily have. Um, so you can't be Snoop Dogg in Fall Guys yet, which is unfortunate. They but, do have cool costumes, though. Yes, yes. They, they've they got a couple of Godzilla ones, you know. It just so looks I'm, stupid in that game. Any any costume that you can get, it looks stupid when it's put on that little bean. But that's, that's the point. True. No, it's a great pick. My wife likes yeah. Fall Guys. Uh, mm-hmm. My son likes watching Fall Guys. It's one of the few games I could play where he'll just sit there and watch me play a video game. Mm-hmm. So it's a very approachable title, for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. There's like three buttons and that's it. That's so, it. And you only really need to know the jump button. Yeah. I mean, you don't really need to know grab or dive. You just need mm-hmm. to know to jump. 
Mm-hmm. My three-year-old daughter technically played it. She didn't do very well, but she she was playing technically yeah. <laughs> by the yes. definition of the word. Now I have video of my son doing the same thing. It's funny. Yeah, he, he yeah. played it. He played it. He didn't make yeah. the cut, but he played it. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so moving on to my honorable mention, I'm going to mention a game I haven't played. Although, in hindsight, it could have been Apex Legends because I did play that briefly when it was released, and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I left it off my list. Uh, instead, I'm going with a game called Population One. It's hmm. a battle royale game for the Quest Two. It's a VR battle royale. Oh, game. Okay. Yeah, it's very cool. So have I played it? No, no, I have not. <laughs> but have I watched a lot of other people play it? Yes, I mm-hmm. have. Have I almost purchased it? Yeah, I came close a few times. But mm-hmm. I have this. I have this thing that doesn't mix well with VR. I get yep. motion sick which mm-hmm. is a terrible thing to have happen when you have a VR headset. So I, I tend to like games that have like teleportation as a movement option. And obviously yeah. in a VR, that's not going to be an option, right? It mm-hmm. wouldn't be a level playing field at that point. So <laughs> right. they have fluid movement as the only option, but it is extremely cool and fun to watch people play. Mm-hmm. You're dropped in you know, a very like apex Fortnite kind of environment and it focuses on verticality. So you can climb surfaces, you know, by mm-hmm. moving your hands like you would in VR. And when you get to the top, you could, you know, have your little post where you're going to shoot people from, but you could also glide. So mm-hmm. when you jump off these ledges, if you put your arms out, you will glide in game. So you could kind of like traverse the environments like that, which is a really cool idea. And not to mention just the way VR is incorporated is like the power-ups are bananas and you have to peel the banana and eat it to get the, <laughs> the, your health back and stuff. That's I, pretty I, funny. It's very inventive, right? Yeah. And it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. And there are reloads in the game for the weapons and they all reload differently and you have to actually physically move your hands to do the reload. So there is a level of skill there, right? And I I think I appreciate that as well. As I mentioned, I've never played it. It's something I really wanted to play. It was one of my most anticipated games two years ago when we did that list. Mm -hmm. And it still kind of eats me up that I haven't dove into it yet because I think I have a good 10 minutes in me before I like get to the point where I'm about to spew. You know, and I really want to play those 10 minutes, but also it's something that you don't recover from for hours if yeah. you motion sick playing yep. VR. Yep. So I, I haven't bit bad. the bullet yet, but I definitely wanted to name drop Population 1 because I think it's a title more people should be aware of. I mean, Battle mm-hmm. Royale, but in VR, right? Yeah, that does sound cool. All right, now we're into our list proper. Want to kick us off with your number three? So my mm-hmm. number three uh-huh. is Fortnite, which seems like you know maybe people who are listening to this and like oh obviously that's the safe pick you know like but it is a really good game like i i genuinely enjoy it now that they've given me the option to not do the building so there had been plenty of times where i had hopped in before um but it has never stuck um like i'd hop in when the star wars stuff was going on or um when i was home from college and my little brother was playing it like we'd hop on and play duos or whatever um but you know once i went back to college after that holiday it was never like oh yeah i want to keep playing this because it it was one of those things where i'd run out and get into a firefight and somebody would build the empire state building in front of me and i'd just be like (laughs) trying to put up one little wooden wall or something like that and so it just was you know i didn't have those skills and so i could get to you know like 
a decent way in, but then, you know, I was, there was no way I was ever going to beat somebody who was good at building. Right. Um, and so um, more recently, um, at this point, it's probably been a few months, six months, yeah. something like that. Um, they, they took, they, they took, well, they didn't take it out, but they gave you the option to play in a mode where there isn't building. Um, and so that's pretty much exclusively been the mode that I've played in um, because that's way more fun because it is actually a really, really good third person shooter. Um, mm-hmm. Like it feels really good to play. Um, the like movement is smooth. Like there's a lot of, like, you can slide along the ground and all of that. And that's crazy because Epic hasn't ever made a, uh, a really good third person shooter before. Have they? Oh, you know, just a little (laughs) tiny game that no one's ever played, like the Gears of War series, you know, (laughs) but yeah, no, I mean, like it's, it feels really good. And I like, there's a reason why it's been so huge for so long and it's because they keep doing new things with it. Like not only are you, is it basically like pulling all of these different franchises in? Like if you like a franchise or something, there's a really good shot that it'll show up in Fortnite at some point or another, or it's been in it already. Exactly. You know, like I don't know who they were marketing the Dune characters to other than me, (laughs) but like they were in there. Like, I don't, I don't know any seven year olds that are like, Ooh, I want to get Paul Atreides, but I was like, I will get, or like they had the Mistborn guy, Kelsey are in there at one point. Um, And I was like, I don't know who is like, it's marketed to me but I don't know any seven-year-olds that have read that series. So, right. But it's been really fun. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I like that they keep innovating and doing new things and finding new mechanics and new things to put in besides just like crossover stuff. Um, But then also they've got like these quests and everything that you can do. So even if you're not doing well, um, competitively in the game, like in Warzone, it's basically like, all of the things that you need to do are like shoot people with a certain type of gun or try to win. Whereas this it's like, Oh, drop into this zone, loot some chests, explore and find like this thing. And Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, a lot of it is not combative. It's like go dance in this part of the map or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They get very inventive with it. Exactly. And, And so it makes it feel like even if you're not winning, you're still making progress versus war zone where it just kind of feels like oh i died again there there's 20 minutes wasted you know um so i i've been a fan um since getting back into it and you know at this point it's i feel good about having it installed um because like i I, i'm not going to at least so far i haven't uninstalled it because it's been like yeah no i'll hop in i'll play you know the the only thing I will knock it for is I want to see them eventually shift it over to once you buy the season pass like or the battle pass or whatever they don't put an end date on that right. like oh just once gosh. you buy it you have until you have forever to complete it. it you just you know can only work on one at a time or something like that so and I I feel like they'll probably shift that soon ish um, but that's the one knock I'll put against it right now. Well, they got to make that money. They do. They do. I would buy more battle passes though if they let me work on them at my own pace. Yeah. So. I, I remember when I played, it was like come home and knowing I have to put in hours to Fortnite. I want to get level one hundred. I want to mm-hmm. get that that skin and like mm-hmm. yeah, it does put pressure on you to that time frame to get it done. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a good pick, though, man. Yeah. All right, Andrew. I am going to talk about a game that is locked to the Switch and only if you pay for their online service, and that is Tetris 99. Because Tetris is just fun. Like, it's been fun for <laughs> forever. <laughs> and the the way that they integrated the kind of the battle royale formula into this tetris game it's simple it's a simple concept it's a simple like set of rules and things that you can do to actually interact with other players you're either like throwing junk at them or receiving junk from them which just adds like a you know layer of complication but it's hard to beat the gameplay of tetris and i i mean there are so many probably potential nitpicks and issues and things that could make this game better. Like if they had better like customization or more things to like entice you to keep playing outside of just the fact that the loop of Tetris is fun. But at at the end of the day, the loop of Tetris is fun. And then adding that additional competitive level to it just kind of, for some people I could see it being a knock against the game. But if you're into that, like, it just adds another layer of fun to mm-hmm. the game. And it's a game that I have not played in a while, but when it first came out and I first got my switch, like I was playing it pretty consistently and uh, I never won. I got in the top 10, like mm-hmm. consistently. Uh, my wife was really into it for a long time. She's just in general, just really good mm-hmm. at Tetris. And I don't know that she ever won. I think she got second place a couple times and like was just right there. But I mean, by the time she was playing it, it had been out for a few years, mm-hmm. you know, like the people that were still playing it were good. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's a really like, you know, we talked about Dylan talked about it when he brought up fall guys, like things that do something unique or bring a different type of game that isn't just like military shooter scavenger into the genre, I think are interesting. And I think it would really, really cool to see Tetris effect or something similar be available on broader more consoles, mm-hmm. more devices, but for what it is, I think it's really cool. It nails what it's going for, and I had a lot of fun with it. I, I love this pick. Uh, I mm-hmm. just, I think it's really cool that you can aim like who you want to throw your junk at too. Yeah, so you can kind of see if somebody's doing really well. Like, oh, I want to target that guy now before he's a threat later in the game. If you can exactly you can shift your attention for that long, mm-hmm. you know, which is a big if, right? <laughs> in yes, Texas. yeah. Yeah, but it's a it's a great pick, man. I love love Tetris. Mm-hmm. But my number three, I agree with Dylan. My number three is Fortnite. I mean, like, come on, it mm-hmm. had to be on the list, right? Yeah. And as you mentioned, the adaptability of this game it just mm-hmm. seems endless. It seems endless. It just keeps finding a way to stay relevant and stay good. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like a black hole that just sucks up every IP out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I, I'm not mad at it. Like, you know, some people do see a problem with it. but And yes, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about making money. And mm-hmm. fine, that's fine. But if I were a kid, mm-hmm. and this was available when I was a kid, and I could yeah. have my friend play as Batman, and I could play as Wolverine, and like, mm-hmm. we could find Thanos. And it was like, it, like the whole thing, yeah. you know, you got Goku in it now. And mm-hmm. it just like blows my mind. Blows my oh, mind. Yeah. 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 We'd go and, after Paul Atreides. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then <laughs> all of those are optional too. Like right. there's no, like that's, 
it, it does a lot of microtransactions, but none of them give you like an advantage or anything. It's all just yeah. like for looks. It's that's definitely important that it it's not pay to win. I think mm-hmm. that's when any battle royale or any online competitive game suffers when you could pay and get a leg up because at that point yeah. it's not about if you're good at the game, it's if you have the most money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have concerts in game, movies yes. in game, yep, cameos from The Rock. Like it just <laughs> it always finds a way to stay in the zeitgeist and. I did play it for a very long time when it first came to Switch. At the time, I only mm-hmm. had the Switch, and I was yeah. like, oh, I finally get to try Fortnite. And I had a few victory royales because they put mm-hmm. you in lobbies with other Switch players. So like, it was like you said with the, the level playing field. Yeah. Nobody knew how to play the game. We were all on the same page. Mm-hmm. And that just made it so much more fun that I could actually get a victory royale. It made me yeah. want to keep coming back to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if I were on PC or if I were in a lobby with people on PC, I would have been toast. I would have been complete toast. But nobody knew how to build because everybody on Switch was playing it for the first time probably. Yeah. So it felt really good to actually be good at the game, be decent mm-hmm. enough at the game. And I haven't gone back to it since then, and that was probably around season one, I want to yeah. say. Uh, which is unfortunate because I hear a lot of good things and I know mm-hmm. I'd like no build mode, but it's just yes. kind of like we're drowning in games at this point. Mm-hmm. And it always becomes a question of which game gets my time. Unfortunately, right. the answer is not Fortnite, but I mm-hmm. can see why people love it. And I loved it for a time. So yeah, I definitely think it's a great pick because mm-hmm. it's mine. Yeah. No, because I'm agreeing with you, Dylan. But but it's also mine. Yes. All right, this is it. We're we're in the top two now. All right, I can't remember who started last time. This is what I'm I talking did. about yeah, with my bad my memory. Time. Yes, <laughs> I warned you guys. <laughs> so uh, yeah, whoever it happens to be, why don't you go ahead and give us your number two, Andrew? Go ahead and give us number number two. Yeah, for sure, because uh, it's not just yours, Ryan. Uh, oh, Fortnite is my number mm-hmm. two. <laughs> Great pick. <laughs> Yeah, and for me, uh, it, the first when first when it first came out, I tried it, and it was the similar experience of like came to the party late. All these, you know, I'll say kids to make myself feel better, <laughs> but everybody plays yeah. Fortnite. They're just building like crazy, and I was like, "Yeah, this game's not for me." No build mode came around. I I had a good time with that. Uh, we played it a few times together. We streamed it a few times. And like Dylan said, it just it's a fun, it's a it's a good feeling third person shooter. Mm-hmm. But you just, yeah, like you guys have both said, you can't deny just what it is, what it does, what's so special about it as far as like Goku can Kamehameha, Darth Vader, and you know, just all this insane stuff that they they're able to pull mm-hmm. into it. It's it's as a as an IP and as just something in the gaming ecosystem and industry it's just impressive i did play a few weeks back with the guys from the wait for it podcast and they play pretty consistently and so i jumped in with them and they play build mode and i will i probably spent 50 percent of that match trapped inside <laughs> some sort of a building i didn't know how to mm-hmm. get out of uh 25 of it missing my shots and the other 25 percent waiting to be revived so it was it was yeah. rough <laughs> it was rough but just for for what that game has done and continues to do, and then the the times that I have played it with no build and with like friends going in as like a squad, it's been a mm-hmm, good time. Yeah. You know, it's funny you talked about not uh, deleting it right from your console, Dylan. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I still have videos that I kept. I, I don't have it downloaded, but I kept all yeah. the videos of my victory royales because I was like real mm-hmm. quick to hit that record button. I'm yep. like, oh, I don't know if this will be happening again. I better get proof. Exactly. I still have the proof. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I did it. Well, I think that goes for any battle royale game, like you said, where it's like, if you can win or at least feel like you're pretty good at it, like makes you want to come back, puts it a little higher on the list. For sure. Fortnite does a great job of throwing you into some bot lobbies early on too. And then like slowly adding real people in and you're like, man, I'm good at this Fortnite (laughs) Mm -hmm. game. I should have started playing a long time ago. And then you run across a squad of actual people with like, you know, actual skins on and you're like oh yeah no that goku just killed me and now he's like dancing on my body yeah i was, <laughs> was not playing against real people before. i see what you did there andrew i'm like yeah i had some victories and andrew's like well it was probably <laughs> against bots <laughs> season one wasn't well, but <laughs> yeah no that's what they do now for sure because that was the only way that i was winning now i think they throw you into they either do it I think, and I can't confirm this because I may just be saying anecdotally, like, but I think they do it from it's either your first game or until you win, they throw you into bot lobbies in like the newer seasons, just so that you can like get your, get your bearings, learn the game. That makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Dylan. My number two is Naraka blade point, um, which is a newcomer to uh this list and this sort of genre fairly fairly new i think it's been out on pc for a bit but it's still fairly new for a lot of people a lot of new players yeah getting into it because of game pass yeah for sure exactly um and so it's it's one that i didn't go into with any expectations i didn't even really like I think I vaguely remember watching something on it, like at an Xbox showcase or something, um, and just kind of like being like, oh, "Okay, that's a game that I probably won't play." Um, but then we were looking for something to stream, and so that had just come out, and so we downloaded it and played it. And I played a few matches just to kind of like get my bearings. And I texted Andrew, like after a couple of matches, and I was like. I think this game is really good. I think I really like this game. Um, and so uh, we've we've played it a bunch since then. Um, I haven't played it as much recently, uh, but there was a good probably month or two where we were hopping on Naraka Blade Point pretty regularly. And so it it takes the formula and twists it a little bit because rather than being uh, like guns and ranged focused it is uh melee focused um there are ranged weapons in the game i've almost never seen anyone use them and when they do use them they pretty much always get killed um so it really encourages you to like use the melee weapons and so it's got kind of the trappings of your standard battle royale where you drop in somewhere like you pick where you're going to pop up and then you run around collecting loot and get into little engagements until you slowly get pushed into like the final circle or whatever um but there's just so many cool things that this game does like all the melee weapons feel pretty good um i was kind of going in expecting them to not feel very good and um you know it I wouldn't put it as high on the level of like a monster hunter type of game or something like that, but the melee feels really good where, you know, you can run in with a great sword and like um, do your little combo 
Um, you can run in with, well, it's a Little. big one with the great sword, I guess. Uh, you've got, that's like my yeah, weapon like the, of choice. The long sword, the katana, you've got all of these cool, like different melee weapons that each play and feel different enough that they're like, it's kind of got that monster hunter thing where it's got like 14 different weapons. And so all of them kind of feel unique and have their own little play style and idiosyncrasies and stuff. And so that's what this game feels like um, to me as well, where it's like, Oh, I like this weapon. And so I'm going to try to upgrade this weapon and get a better version of it. Um, The movement feels really cool. Like there's a lot of running and then you've got like a little grappling hook to kind of zip around the map and you can like climb up walls and run on roofs and stuff. And so it's, it's very versatile um, as far as like moving around the environment. Um, And then we've been, uh, you know, I don't know if there are bots in Naraka or not, but like we've, we've been pretty successful when we've played it. Um, And like I've had, a few victories just solo and then i don't know if we've ever won together but we've we've definitely gotten to like second place a ton yeah i think we may have like one victory mm-hmm. but yeah but it's been a lot of fun um and especially for a game that i went into expecting nothing from <laughs> um it's it's one that i was pleasantly surprised with and was a little surprised when i made my list that it ended up as high as it did. Cause I just was like, yeah, I definitely like it better than so many of these other games. That's cool. I, I know you guys were putting a lot of stuff out on social media about this game when you were playing it heavily and mm-hmm. it, it did pique my interest, but it becomes that same issue with Fortnite where it's like, mm-hmm. is this really going to get my time? And I, as I mentioned with Splatoon three, like online competitive isn't really where I'm at right now. So I, yeah. I haven't dove into it, but I was considering playing it because mm-hmm. of, of what you guys were saying about it, you know? Yeah. I will say as far as like online competitive games go, this one feels not necessarily like casual, but like we can just jump in and not be like necessarily like leaned over Mm. in the chair, assuming the like first person shooter Mm. position, like heavy focus. And we can still come away in like top five, top three. Like it feels like there's a good, balance especially when you start out because you work your way through mm-hmm. different tiers and so when you're at like the lower tier with like the rest mm-hmm. of the beginners it feels like you have a pretty consistent chance of mm-hmm. doing well and at least well enough to go back to like the main menu and have a ton of like notifications pop up that you can turn in this currency for this thing and go collect this thing and do all that and give you that right. like dopamine hit and be like, Oh wow, let me jump back in for another one so I can get this little yeah. quest finished. Yeah. And you know, I think it does a very good job of like most battle royales. If someone gets the jump on you, you lose, you know, like right. apex war zone. If someone sees you before you see them, you're probably dead. Um, Fortnite is a little bit hit or miss on some of that. Uh, But this is like, it's melee. And so for them to attack you, they have to get up on you. So like you have so much more time to see them before they're actually attacking you um, versus like a bunch of the other games where they can snipe you from like 200 yards away. Um, But then also nothing's one shotting you, you know, like you're, uh, you're getting attacked and like, they may take a decent chunk of your shields or your health or something, Um, but you can like parry in this game. And so like all it takes is for you to like get one good parry in on them um, and they drop their weapon and then you've kind of flipped the table on them because now they're scrambling around because they don't have a weapon equipped and you can get your combo off. And so, you know, I think it, there's a lot of, it, it 
feels more like you can bounce back. Um, it feels less like Andrew was saying less sweaty because it's right. like, I don't feel like I have to be like this God tier gamer to do. Okay. Like if someone gets the jump on me, I still might lose, but I feel like I'll lose with a fighting chance and it'll be a good fight versus I didn't see that guy and they sniped me from half the map away and right. 20 minutes was wasted, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a simple fighting game system. The combat is where it's like you have, there's whatever's being done to you. You have the means to turn the tables at any point. If you can mm-hmm. pull it off, you know, like you see these, especially like pro level fighting oh, game yeah. matches where like the person with a sliver of health manages to flip it and come back and win the match. And Naraka is kind of like that to a certain extent where like you can get jumped, but maybe you got jumped by somebody that doesn't quite know what they're doing mm-hmm. and you're able to get a counter or pull off your special ability because you have, you're playing a character. There's it's a character battle Royale. So each character has a different ability that you can like, like a special or something that you can throw out there. And so, yeah, just to reiterate what Dylan was saying, you always mm-hmm. have a chance. And then if you're playing in duos or trios with like friends or something, you know, if a, if a duo or a single person drops on you and like, or a duo that just happens to be random people that were put together versus you and your buddy that are actually talking, like, you know, you can always be like, okay, I got this one. Right. Come get, you know, so there's that le- layer of it too, when we're playing together, but yeah, just there's enough systems in place and enough things, but not to the level of a fighting game where it's like, oh, I need to remember BX up, down, up, down, left, right, to be able yeah. to do this move. It's simple enough that you can like, you know, okay, I see their sword is flashing, like press left trigger kind of thing, you know, but you just have to be able to remain calm Mm -hmm. and pull it off. And that's kind of the tricky part. But yeah, I think if you get into it and play a few matches and get a feel for the the controls and the systems, it's pretty easy to at least, like Dylan was saying, have Mm -hmm. a fighting chance. Cool. Yeah, maybe I'll play it. I probably won't though. Yeah. Let's be honest. Time, right? But it it makes me want to play Chivalry 2 some more. Mm -hmm. I I used to play that game. I don't know if you've ever... It's not a battle royale, Mm -hmm. so I couldn't have it on this list, but uh, it's like (laughs) mostly melee-based combat. And man, it is... It is right. a game that you can go into and not have to feel like you oh like like you said that FPS mm-hmm. position because it's just so goofy. You could like pick up chickens and throw them at people and mm-hmm. hit people with harps and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, like it's as serious or as casual as you want it to be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but there is depth there too, as far as counters and blocking and things like that. And someone could get the jump on you, and you could still come out on top if you know what you're doing and yeah. they don't. So, yeah, I like that kind of system, especially with melee like combat. It it tracks well, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, for uh, sure. But my number two has already been mentioned, and it's Tetris ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, nice. because when I heard about this game, I was like. How are they even going to make this possible, right? They had a trailer before, like, I think when it came out, right? It was announced for the NSO, yeah. and it was like, oh, releasing today or something, mm-hmm. Tetris 99. And I was like, what? Like a Battle Royale Tetris <laughs> game? Like, oh, that didn't even make sense in my head. But mm-hmm. somehow they pulled it off, right? Like, somehow they made a great version of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome tetris is awesome you get to play tetris against 98 other people to find out how good you are and i think i really appreciated that because this was like the time i could prove i was good at tetris Mm -hmm. i knew i was good from playing on the game boy and stuff right and like how many lines i got (laughs) right was like oh okay i think i'm pretty good at tetris but now i'm 
I got a chance to prove it against other real people, mm -hmm. something I had never done prior to this game. And I was consistently top 10, and I had so many matches where I was number two, mm -hmm. number two, number two. And I got so exhausted not winning yeah. that I took a break from it. I did eventually get my victory nice. and felt vindicated, but congrats, man. Thank you very much. But um, I am not lying when it was about, when I say it was about 25 second place finishes prior to that victory. And I was like, this is never going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm just never going to win. Uh, so it was very good when, when I finally did, but yeah, man, I love Tetris 99. And like, I, I'm the same as you, Andrew. I have not played it in a while. Uh, I, I want to jump back in now. It's a quick game. It's not hard. You could get in, play five matches and in 20 minutes, you're done. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Yeah. It's that Tetris goodness, man. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever try the Mario 25 or whatever it was no, called? No, there was a Pac-Man one too that they made, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, they did? That yeah. Oh, yeah. I do vaguely yeah. remember that one. Yeah, I didn't try either I didn't of those. either. It's just, it, it's funny because I'm like, how would those work, right? Like cynically after I just said Tetris 99 surprised me. Mm -hmm. But it's also, I think the idea of competing in Tetris is more appealing to me than the idea of competing in Mario, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, because to me, Tetris is a competitive game. Like you can play against, even if you're just seeing who can get the most lines. Mm -hmm. But they actually, yeah, they've always had like head to head, or not always, but they've had head to head in like a lot correct. of versions mm -hmm. of exactly. Tetris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those like vertical puzzle games have head to head uh, matches. But yeah, man, Tetris ninety nine. If you haven't played it and you have the NSO, there's mm -hmm. really no reason you you shouldn't give it a shot. Yeah, you already pay for it. Just check it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Have arrived at the final entry to our list the one who made it out of a hundred <laughs> the number one the winner <laughs> of our list so let's go ahead and, and tell everybody our number ones i bet we could predict each yeah. other still i already know yours so i've got the list up <laughs> i bet yeah. i know yours what's mine uh, don't guess it don't guess okay. it i go last okay. oh you're looking at our at our other at our like yeah i don't think list. yours has changed since then no, I made a separate list, but apparently it's the same. Yeah, so. it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. At least I'm consistent. Yep. Okay. Well, I think it's your turn to go first. All right. Yeah, I will give the I will give the victory royale to Hunt Showdown. Um, it's not a as big as some of these other games. You know, you're not dropping onto a map with 100 or 150 or 60 other people. You're dropping onto a map with up to 12 other people. Um, so it's a lot smaller scale, um, of a battle Royale, but it does a lot of cool stuff that I enjoy in this battle Royale. And so like the first big departure is, it is more of a like player versus player versus the environment sort of thing. Um, so you're dropped onto a map with a bunch of like zombies and other like, you know, hellhounds and stuff, um, kind of wandering around. And so you're kind of going through having to deal with 
um, enemies on the map that are not other players. Um, so you could possibly go an entire game without seeing any other players, yet all of the players got killed by the environment. And so you end up being the winner. That's really an interesting take. I don't, I mean, I know Fortnite has like the mm-hmm. storm that closes in and everything. Yeah. But, uh, the fact that like nobody has to kill anybody. Exactly. Um, and so, like, the concept of this game is that you're all hunters um, hunting these like big, like zombie monsters or whatever. Uh, and so, to do that, you have to find three clues uh, that are kind of scattered in like the various zones. And so, you have to go into a zone and like find the clue, which will narrow the map, but like, there's never a storm closing in. It's just kind of narrowing the map mm-hmm. down to show you where the boss or the other, like there's one to two bosses per round. Um, and so it shows you where that is and that's how they kind of push the players to a spot. Um, and so there's never anything closing in. So if you just want to like go around and um, get better positioning, or you just want to, um, explore or you know level up a gun by killing zombies or something you can do that without ever being forced out of the area by a closing storm or something like that um, but you eventually get pushed into this boss zone where whoever gets there first has to fight the boss um, and then you if you kill the boss you have to banish it and then you have to it drops like a little bounty token and you have to take the bounty token to the edge of the map um, to extract with it so the entire time like when you start banishing it you show like it marks for every other player in the game like hey this is where this is and so if all the other players haven't converged yet they're all now coming um, for you you. and so you're in a building you have to get out of this building and get to the edge of the map without getting shot and them stealing your bounty token Um, so there are a lot of different options and ways that you can play the game um, which I think is really cool too Um, and then it's all it's like set in like the late 1800s early 1900s like in a swamp um, like and so you're using like period mostly period appropriate weaponry And so, you know, it's like, here's a very like basic shotgun. Here's a, here's like a revolve, like a, uh, like revolver gun. Here's a, uh, like bolt action rifle thing, you know, like it's, you are not doing machine guns. Like the closest thing that you get to a machine gun is like a very early sort of like prototype of like a machine gun, which is horribly inaccurate and so um but it's also a game where a few shots can kill you and it's very minimalistic it's not gonna like give you the call of duty like hit boxes and everything so it's like or call of duty hit markers and whatever so you're like you can have a firefight and be like i don't know if this guy is still alive or not like right. I shot into this building. I hope he's dead. I don't hear him moving around because sound is really important. They do a lot with like the like stereo sound um, so that you can hear when people are like walking around and stuff. Um, but it's, there have definitely been times where it's like you get into a firefight and I'm like, I don't know if it was just that one guy or if there he's got a partner. I don't know what's going on. I think this guy's dead, but I don't know. Um, and so it's, it's really cool. Um, it's Sounds cool. Uh, it does something different and it's, it's a fun, different take on it. And so, and that's the other thing is, so you, you start with a hunter um, 
and you are trying to level that hunter up but if they ever get killed you lose everything so any weapons that you put on them any perks and levels that you put into them get killed or like get erased and then you have to like start over with a fresh hunter and so so that's kind of cool too because it there's a, a point in every match where it's like, okay, I know where the boss is, but it looks like somebody is in there already fighting this boss. And so if I go in, I might die. Do I want to just extract myself, like get out of this map and survive and go into another, like level up a little bit, go into another battle Royale zone and try to, right. you know, do it, like get it again. Or do I want to try to push my luck here? And yeah, like go in and kill this guy who's trying to like kill the boss and then take it or for myself. All that progress. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it, it constantly is presenting you with like these cool, like interesting choices of like, mm, what am I going to do here? It feels like it is impactful because if there's, there's a real consequence for losing, um, which helps too, because some of the other players, it's like, they don't want to fight you. They're like, no, I'm <laughs> like, I've had people show up when I'm fighting the boss who have bailed because they're like, yeah, no, I'm going to take my chances elsewhere. So do you ever get like teamed up on if you have the highest level? Like if you're a really high level character, do you ever get like people who shouldn't have alliances with each other because it's a battle royale, but they're like, you know, we got to take this dude out. Like he's the biggest threat there. Sometimes, sometimes there will be, you know, like if you're the one who's killed the boss and is trying to like get the token and extract, they're definitely like, you'll have other people show up and they're going to focus on you to get you down before they deal with each other. So they, there is Mm -hmm. kind of like that alliance that will sometimes go, but you also don't like, it never shows you how many people are in the game or anything until the end of the game. Like, there have been matches that I've played at, like, three in the morning or something like that, where there have not been other players in the game. Uh, but the entire time was still very tense, and I was, like, creeping around trying to, like, not get killed and not make noise because it never tells you, like, you're there's 12 people left, there's 11 people left, or anything like that right. until the end of the match where you get to see, like, oh, here's everybody. So, Right. This is yeah. what I, I would want to try, actually. Yeah, I would highly <laughs> recommend. Like, it's it's constantly on, like, lists of, like, the best game that you're not playing sort of thing. So I, I would definitely oh, cool. recommend check out Hunt Showdown if any of this has sounded appealing to you. It has, so. actually, yeah. Very cool. Good pick. All right, Andrew. What's the number one? My number one is Naraka Blade. What? So <laughs> we, we've we touched on it. I thought about doing a bit and being like, you remember that battle Royale that they added to Forts and Forts of Horizon? It's Naraka. I, I love that it's melee focused mm-hmm. and that it's kind of like the, the movement feels kind of like we have Sekiro at home <laughs> or like, you know, the, the wish version of Sekiro, like, it, it it's still very the fast and fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Exactly. You have the grappling hook, you're running on walls. Um and I like the variety in the weapons, I like the characters, the the whole aesthetic of it. It just it really appeals to me and my more like casual mentality and approach to battle royales and competitive games in general. And so, like we talked about earlier, having a melee combat system and having the ability to kind of at least put up a fight or even turn the tides in your favor. If you get, you know, somebody drops on you that really appeals to me because yeah, it's, it's super annoying. You know, the classic battlefield thing of you spawn in, you run across the giant map, you get sniped by somebody Mm -hmm. in a tower and then you got to run again. Like 
I don't really enjoy that. So for this game, you know, and that happens a lot in battle royales where it's like you drop, you go into a secluded spot, you spend, you know, however many minutes building up your kit, getting your gun, getting your shields, all that. And then someone that's really good at the game finds you and just uh, annihilates you. Mm -hmm. In Naraka, it always kind of feels like you have a chance. There have been times where, you know, Dylan and I have been playing and we drop with another squad and we have this back and forth where they kill us, we revive, we kill them, they revive, we kill them again. You know, it's this, it's this real tense, like back and forth where we're just like scrounging to find whatever we can nearby to, to get through this fight. Mm -hmm. And then when we finally come out on top, we end up running the rest of this, you know, this whole big match and, you know, getting in the top five or whatever, but you know, there was that back and forth initially, whereas, you know, if that was apex and that happened, yeah. you'd, you'd be done. Mm -hmm. You'd be, you know, loading into another match. So yeah, it's Naraka for me. Very cool, man. Um, I think I'll try the hunt showdown. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it, Naraka sounds cool. I'm mm -hmm. not saying I won't dive into it, but like they're both cool games. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. wouldn't really be like it's not like you pick one and you made right. the wrong choice. Right. You mean, and plus, like you know, systems download faster now. I really wouldn't need to worry about like, oh, I'm going to download it, and what if I only get five minutes out of it? Like, so what? Right? Who yeah. cares? Especially when it's the on Rock Game is on Pass. Game Pass. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So exactly. yeah, you you've got that going for you. Whereas I don't think Hunt is there yet. I wouldn't be surprised if it ever came. I but... think it it might have been at one point. I don't know. It's definitely not right now. But right, right, right. Well, all great picks. But the real number one, the real winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm just kidding. This is not the real. <laughs> tell, us, one. tell us what Coming it is. Coming from squad the guy leader. who's played three battle royales. Can you guess what you said? You might be able to guess. So, do you think you can guess what it is? Is it Fall Guys? It have you talked is about that yet? Fall Guys. I have not <laughs> talked about it yet. Good guess. Uh, yeah, it's Fall Guys, and I think the biggest part of this is the approachability. My mm -hmm. wife likes playing this game, like this and Mario mm -hmm. Kart. You yes. know, Animal Crossing, uh, but. Yeah, it's just, I think the fact that anybody can pick up and play Fall Guys and be good enough to make the cut probably three times, mm -hmm. that's cool. Like, that yeah. is a good feeling for people. And it's what you want, what I want personally from a Battle Royale game is that ability mm -hmm. to play with my friends, even ones that don't play video games, and say, hey, this is how you move, this is the jump button go have a good time and they will mm -hmm. and it's so goofy and it's presented in such a fun way and now you know i i actually got this day one uh i think it released on ps plus day one and i downloaded it and i was playing the early game and my one gripe was like man they don't really have a lot of stage variety right mm -hmm. and there's so much potential you, you know i was like this this is like wipe out the game they could do so much with this and it was almost a big disappointment upon release that they didn't do more with it. But then mm -hmm. I took months and months and months away and recently got back in it when it went uh, free to play across yep. all the consoles. And I was like, wow, there is so much more here now. There are so much more, so many more games and so much more variety. And I think what I appreciate, appreciate about it as well is that, you know, a lot of these free to play battle Royale games aren't necessarily like, structured to sp make you spend money they have their stores right where you could get your skins mm -hmm. but like hey if you want the battle pass you want to level up faster you have to spend the money and in fall guys it just never feels necessary and i don't know if that's because it is so casual in nature or if it just feels like you're leveling up enough anyway like none of the perks 
for getting the battle pass seem that great beyond mm-hmm. all the outfits get, are right. stupid so you're like <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly it's like not that much better than what you get for free right like oh i could be a hot dog for free or i could be godzilla mm-hmm. if i pay 12 dollars. well i'm probably going to be a hot dog for free exactly you know? yeah yeah <laughs> uh and it's just fun. It's a good time. These little beans jumping up everywhere, falling all over the place, and the way they present the physics. And, you know, it's not a game that you should get very competitive in if you're looking for precise controls because these things control like beans who aren't, mm-hmm. they don't have full function of their <laughs> bodies. But that's part of the, the fun of it is that, mm-hmm. you know, you might want this thing to move in one direction and jump a certain way and it's just not going to do it if somebody else is bumping you from the other side and that does a good job of making it feel like anybody can walk into this game and be successful because even if you are good at video games it's not going to react or play exactly how you want it to especially when you get grouped together with other little beans that are just bumping into you and messing you up you know but it's it's a good time and i think that's the most important thing you want something where you could get in a lobby with a lot of people and everybody's just having fun. And that's what Fall Guys is to me. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Well, I think we all had great lists. Uh, Battle Royales, man, they exist. Play them yes. if you if that's your thing. <laughs> yeah. As you can tell, I'm not the biggest fan. But hey, like I, I am very happy with my list at the end of the day. And I actually think I might try a few of these that you guys mentioned. So mm-hmm. thank you very much. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So before we get into our game and our debrief, uh, I want to give you guys another opportunity to tell everybody where they could find you and uh, shout out your show. Dylan, where can they, where can they find us? Uh, they can find us uh, at pretty much anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, you can look up your friendly neighborhood gamers uh, and we will be there. Um, so if you have room in your life for another podcast besides this one, uh, you know, we'd appreciate it if you checked us out, see if you like us. And we have a YouTube channel, Your Friendly Neighborhood Gamers as well, um, that you can look at. Um, we release, you know, smaller stuff over there, um, but different form of content if YouTube is more your speed. Um, and then we're on Instagram, Twitter, and um, TikTok, all with some variation of like Your Friendly Neighborhood Gamers, Your FN Gamers, Your... I forget what. Yeah, that's oh, about yeah. it. Effing Gamers. Yeah, the easiest place to find all of it is the website, which is just effinggamers.com. So it's all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there'll be links in the show notes below for sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Uh, let's take a short musical break and then we'll come back for the game. Yes. Can't wait. Ooh. Can't wait. All right. I hope you're ready, guys, because it is game time. What time is it? Game time! Oh, boy, it's revenge time. Well, maybe revenge, maybe revenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read the rules, and you just let me know if you need any clarification, okay? I will name a console, and you will each take turns trying to name the best-selling games for that console. Okay. You can't name a game that someone else has already said, 
but each person will have two rounds where they go first because we will be playing four rounds in total with three answers each per round. All right. A game's place on the best-selling list will be the number I use to average each person's answers at the end of each round. Okay. The person with the lowest score, closest to one, at the end of the game wins. For the sake of keeping the game close, any game ranked 25th or lower will be counted as 25 Mm -hmm. when averaging each round's score. Okay. Do you understand the rules? Yes, I do. I mean, you got the we easy want part. the <laughs> we want the lowest score. Well, yeah, you want to try to name the best selling game, so the closest to one. The okay. number I'm using gotcha. is the okay. Ranking. Gotcha. Yeah, the yeah. closest to yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, for yep. example, in the first round, you will name three games for a console. I will average that number, and okay. that will be your number for that round. So, gotcha. and then for each consecutive round, it'll go the same, and then I'll total those numbers at the end of the game, and the person with the lowest number wins. All right. You good? <laughs> You guys good? Let's go. Let's give it a shot. So the first round is the SNES, the Super Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, super power. And the order is Dylan, then Andrew. And I want to say I am using Wikipedia as a source for all these answers. And the lists do include titles that are bundled with consoles. All right. Okay. Uh, Okay. Is the SNES the one that was bundled? Is Duck Hunt an <laughs> SNES game? I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to guess Duck Hunt. I knew I'd have revenge. Yes. I knew I'd yeah, have revenge. come on, man. Duck Hunt is my guess. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you a big fat number 25 for Oof. that because Duck Hunt was on the, the, the NES, the Uh-oh. NES, not okay. the Super Nintendo. Darn. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. It's all right. All right, Andrew. Uh, Super Mario World? Super Mario World is the number one. Best-selling yeah. game. Well, I have lost the this Super round. Nintendo. Well, you know, there's still plenty of game left. Still plenty of game. Uh, left. Donkey Kong Three. I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> guess that you meant. Do you mean Donkey Kong Country? Yes, that one. Okay, Donkey Kong Country Three specifically. Now, did you mean Donkey Kong Country Three or Donkey Kong Country? Is We'll, we'll, Is there, we'll, can we give him Donkey Kong we'll, Country? <laughs> we'll give him Donkey Kong Country. That's the okay, third best-selling game yeah, for the console. Very, yeah. Very good. All right, Andrew, your turn. Um, Man, for the SNES. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had one game. And you had well, the best had two. You had the best one, like for your first. Then, guess. then you gave yeah. him Donkey Kong Country on a technicality, <laughs> so he took my. <laughs> well, I mean, he started with a, the wrong console, so I had to give him something there. Yeah, I, I throw people bones. I know on some shows when you're a guest <laughs> and you're doing a quiz, they don't necessarily help you. Just throwing that out there. I feel like you got guest bonus <laughs> points or something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it might have happened. It's that bad memory again. Whatever the Zelda game was for for SNES, I'll was it? Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't remember no, the you, subtitle. I think you were about to say it. I think you were about. It seemed as though you were about to say the correct title, which is a link to the past. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that was what I was thinking. That is, yeah, I yep. should have just committed. Yeah, that was a seventh best-selling title. Okay. So a, a good answer, a good answer, and this is our final answer for this round. Go ahead, Dylan. Okay. <sighs> Uh, was Super Mario Kart was that on this uh, SNES? 
Super Mario Kart was the fourth okay. best-selling game for the console. Throw it. Say E.T. Yeah, E.T. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to think of games of Super in the title. I'm just going to... Mm. I don't think Kirby was a big deal back then. I'm just going to go the sequel route and say Donkey Kong Country 2. Very good guess. Donkey Kong Country 2 was the sixth best-selling title nice. for the Super okay. Nintendo. So let me go ahead and total you guys up here. So I gave you... do, do, yeah, do. I know. Here we go. Gosh, uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right. So Dylan, your average was 10.6. Wow. We'll just round up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not as bad as I thought it was. And we'll be. round down for Andrew because his. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you said uh, Donkey Kong Three. You must have meant Super Smash Brothers Melee. <laughs> Did you mean? <laughs> well, if it's any consolation prize, uh, Andrew, your average for the first round is four point six. So you are sitting at a whole six points better than Dylan. Uh, I will just quickly read off the top five best-selling games for the Super Nintendo. Super Mario World, as mentioned by Andrew. Super Mario All-Stars, no one mentioned. Mm. Of course, Donkey Kong 3, (laughs) (laughs) mentioned by Dylan. Super Mario Kart, also mentioned by Dylan. And Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, was number five. Oh, okay. okay. Popular game at the time. So the second round, Andrew, you will start. Okay. And the console we are discussing is the list of the best-selling games for the PlayStation 1. Okay. We've got good news and bad news. The good news is these games kick serious butt. The bad news is you're the butt. You are not ready. <sighs> oh, no. This is sweet revenge. I know. You're both doing really well. So, But I do like so seeing far. you guys squirm a little bit, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice being in these shoes. You must really like it, Dylan, when you're doing these quizzes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier on, on the giver side of it right? than, than know, the person the who's trying to think of the thing. This this is like a console that I completely missed. I know. So I'm, it's like all <laughs> off hearsay. Uh, you get first guess, so that's nice. Was Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1? A very good pick for not knowing what you're talking about. Because Final Fantasy VII (laughs) is the second best-selling game for this generation. Yeah, very good. That was my first guess if you hadn't gotten it. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm just going to say this. I would not be shocked if none of you guessed the best-selling game. That might be a hint, but I don't think it is. I don't think you're going to guess the best-selling game. The the lines are so blurred between, like, when did these franchises start for mm-hmm. me? Like, the classic PlayStation franchises, like, you know, your Crashes and Spyros right. and mm-hmm. things right. like that. So I'm like, was that PlayStation 1? I don't know. Might want to be careful what you say to everybody. No, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> they, they were PlayStation 1. Um, I am going to go... With, I'm gonna save that one for later. Um, I'm gonna go with <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid is a good answer, a solid answer, I'd say, because <laughs> it is number ten on the bestseller All list. Right. All right, Andrew, back to you. Spyro the Dragon. Spyro the Dragon. Okay, it's never good if I have to scroll down. No, that's not good. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, it's not bad. It's not bad. Spyro the Dragon is 18th. 
on the best-selling Ooh. list for the PlayStation One. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Final Fantasy VIII. All right, Final Fantasy VIII is the fourth best-selling title on the PlayStation One. Very good, man. Last answer. Street Fighter was uh was in the last top five. I'm trying to think of like yeah. maybe there's a fighting game. I just don't know. I can't give anything away. I, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm I just really thinking want to say loud. things, but I can't say anything. It, it, it's a podcast, so you know I'm oh, trying yeah, to think absolutely. out loud. Absolutely. Uh, I appreciate the filling of time. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, I just uh, I I was trying so hard not to say anything <laughs> about any of these games, but. PlayStation One. Yep. I guess. Yeah. Screw it. I'll just go. Um, Crash Bandicoot. All right. Crash Bandicoot. The original Crash Bandicoot. I'm assuming is twenty five. <laughs> no, no. I don't think it was quite there. Now I can't find it. Okay. It is number eleven. Number okay. eleven. So oh, that is better than Spyro. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last answer, Dylan. Yeah. So I'm torn a few different ways here because part of me wants to just throw out like Final Fantasy nine or Final Fantasy six or something like that. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure that both of those ended up on there. Part of me wants to throw out Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 <laughs> um, or the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but I'm not sure if that would have sold as well. Mm. And then part of me is like, was Metal Gear Solid 2 on the on the PlayStation or was it PlayStation <laughs> 2? Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Okay. Uh, I do not think... Yep, yep, that's thirtieth. Uh, okay, so it is a. It, I mean, that's a. It, solid it's still answer. a. It's still a yeah. top seller, but it was not where I was hoping it was going to be. Right. So I will give you a twenty-five for that, which makes your average for this round thirteen, Dylan. Okay. And your average for this round, Andrew, was ten point three. Uh, I will really quickly read the top five games. Yep. For the PlayStation One, we got Gran Turismo. Okay, uh, I didn't realize that one. had started on PlayStation. I thought it was two. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII was number two. Mm -hmm. Gran Turismo two, number three, Final Fantasy eight. <laughs> yeah, who knew, right? Uh, <laughs> of course, number four. Number five was a fighting game. Okay. It was Tekken 3. Right. I was... I was I thought it might have been a Tekken because I thought that was pretty heavily associated with PlayStation yeah. back in the day, but I had no idea which mm -hmm. one to guess. Yeah, no, this is going really well so far for you, Andrew. I, I have to say, Dylan, you got yeah, you got some catching up to do. I do. You, got some catching you up haven't asked do. him about an Xbox console yet. So. <laughs> well, guess what? Oh, snap. The third round is upon us. Dylan, you do get to go first. All right. And the console we're talking about is the original Xbox. From the far corners of the earth. So shall the multitude be joined together, and their power will be magnificent to behold. Halo 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. This man knows what he's talking about. The original it is Xbox. the best-selling game for the original Xbox. Yep. Halo 2. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Halo very good. That is the number two yep. best-selling game. It's a good Combat guess. Evolved. It's a <laughs> good yeah. guess. Uh, GTA San Andreas. 
Okay. GTA San Andreas is the 10th best. Really? Game. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I would not have expected that. Mm-mm-mm. You have a chance to steal the Xbox console away from yeah. Dylan. I'm like, man, the games that I know from this mm-hmm. era, I don't know if they sold well. <laughs> hey, man, it's worth a shot. Uh, Fable 2. Fable 2 is a 360 game, though. Was it? I think so. I thought three was the 360 one. Three and two, I think we're both 360. Well, can I have Fable? Or are we gonna? Are we gonna... <laughs> no, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you 25. I'm sorry, Andrew. Oh, you said did Donkey Kong three. Well, Donkey but... Kong yeah, he also is... didn't give me Duck Hunt. So <laughs> when I guess That's the game true. that was on, not yeah, that console. Right, right. Very so. true. Very true. So final guesses for uh, uh, the old Xbox. Now to clarify, you said this was uh, packing games included. Packing games included. Forza. Forza. Forza Motorsport. Forza Mo- For the original Xbox. Yeah. It's a game that was on the original Xbox? Mm-hmm. There's right, a packing because that's the only reason I owned it. <laughs> hmm. I don't see it on this really? list. Wow. That's unfortunate. Now I have to check and make sure it was. It is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. But So you're going to get a 25 for that one. Yeah, that's fair. Fair is fair, so now I just have to decide if I want to go with Fable or try to get more points than that. <laughs> uh, you can always go for Fable 3. Yeah. No, I played that one. <laughs> yeah, the original was on the, the Xbox. Interesting. But, and it was a pack-in, so I really thought it would have sold better. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe people weren't buying that that version of it. You know? Yeah. Feel free to double-check my work. No, you're... I believe you. Not infallible here. Uh... I guess, yeah, I'll just go with Fable. All right. So Fable was the fourth best-selling game on the console. Yeah. I didn't think it would be that high. Which Elder Scrolls was on the original? Was there one? Was it Morrowind? Uh, Or was it? Because Oblivion was 360, right? I don't have to answer these questions. I just have to pose them, right? No, I'm kidding. It it was Morrowind, and that would have been 16th. Yeah. Okay. 16th best-selling game. Uh, I'm looking at just some of the random things, and I'm like, should have gone gta 3 yeah yeah so in the top five we have halo 2 halo combat evolved as number two uh number three is sneak king oh the number three best-selling game for the that's how you know a console's good uh (laughs) number four is fable and number five is actually a tie between grand theft auto 3 and grand Grand theft auto vice city okay wow the two you didn't pick dylan i know i I was like man you're so close you should have stuck (laughs) with the uh the theme i thought i i I thought everybody was like san andreas was the one that was always held up but it's three isn't it well people love vice city people love vice city but i also think uh san andreas wasn't at the tail end of that console generation Mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken yeah so it was i think it sold a lot of copies on the next generation mm-hmm. i think i could be wrong what do mm-hmm. i know i, I, I just couldn't play gta at that time i was too young yeah <laughs> i was old enough to buy cigarettes so i, I definitely <laughs> was playing gta mm-hmm. i feel old now uh but all right so for that round dylan you got 12 points and andrew you are becoming very consistent because you once again ended up with 10.3 points yep. wow Nice. So going into the final round, we have uh, Andrew going first, and the final console that you'll be naming games games for is the Nintendo Switch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn it. 
I mean, Look, so I get to go first. Like I just wrote I mean, the game. Okay. Th- I th- I think this will be the console I do the best on, but I also know it's the console Andrew will do the best yeah. on. I tried to do it, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously in yep. chronological order yep. here, but yeah. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe or whatever they yeah, call it. You better say the right words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I'm you kidding, know this I'm one. Kidding. I will not give you that. If you say Mario Kart Eight, I'm Mario Kart Eight was actually on the Wii, on the Wii U. U. Exactly. Yeah. The Wii U uh, is a dream we all had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Mario Kart Eight was the number one game. Yep. Good, good yep. pick. Good pick. <sighs> okay. Um, Mario Odyssey. No, 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 no. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Change my answer to Breath of the Wild. No, I like that. I like that. I will accept the change, and Breath of the Wild is the fourth best-selling game on the Nintendo Switch. That's top five, man. I I mean, mean, yeah. I'm mad about that. But when Andrew guesses Mario Odyssey and it's number two, I'm going to be real sad. (laughs) No, I'm not going to guess that one yet. I'm going to go with... Super Smash Brothers Brawl or uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So Brawl was actually no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was the third best-selling game. No, oh. Dylan, I th- I think wow, it's out of your hands now, buddy. But we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, see. it is. Uh, so now the question is: Do I go Animal Crossing or do I go <laughs> Super? I'm willing I'm gonna to go tell Animal you Crossing. which one you should. I'm going to go yeah. Animal Crossing. Very good because Animal Odyssey. Crossing is the number two game. Mm-hmm. Number arms two. go arms still yeah it should be arms animal too. crossing new horizons in case anyone wants yeah, to no be way. like actually uh animal crossing was on was the, the game, game Cube. <laughs> yeah, exactly get your e-readers ready <laughs> all right this is it the final answer i mean you could just guess whatever you want at this point andrew guess et yeah <laughs> yeah um I'll steal your Mario Odyssey. I'm curious to see where it ended up on the list. So Mario Odyssey is the sixth best oh, wow. game on the console. I know that was kind of surprising, right? All right, Dylan, you still you still have one. You still have one to answer. So we currently have one, two, four, six. Like what you have got you have one, two, three, four, and six. Okay. So, so I'm so looking for five. five. Okay. Which would be super impressive. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like part of me is like maybe it's like some random like BS like one dollar game, but I don't think no, that's it's, the case. It's, 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 it's got to be, be a Nintendo game, I think. I'm rooting for you guys because like regardless of who wins the game, mm-hmm. if you you could, had fun hosting you, it, well, yeah. yeah, definitely. But if you could get the top six, that's incredible. You guys both yeah, would win. be pretty cool. You guys yeah. both win. Hundred bo- bonus no, points. I for win. Each of you. I win. But <laughs> you each get a hundred bonus points if you do that. Oh, okay. So. Okay. I'm trying to think of yeah, what's it's... always in like the top. Now the pressure's on, you know. Yeah, um, there's no pressure. You got nothing to lose. That's true. Yeah, it, it's like it's got to be a well, like I'm Mar- like three D world, like a maybe. Or yeah, I want to like say a... stuff. I want to be a part of this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you know which Nintendo properties are big. I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny how not helpful the hints are when people like they're like oh i know because in your in your mind you're elsewhere right you're not like, yeah exactly yeah you're so all over the all right place, dylan just yeah. throw a dart at the board and whatever you hit you hit yeah exactly I, i'm gonna go uh did link's awakening do well uh super mario 3d world not a bad answer well maybe it is <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to find it on this list <laughs> Nope, that's a bad answer. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's not. I mean, it's 15th. It's yeah. still pretty good. It's not still five. pretty good. It's right. not five. 
Uh, yeah. But the number five game, the one that you were missing, was Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially if they count both of them, Sword and Shield. Yeah, very good. That should have been obvious. I completely forgot Pokemon was a franchise. Right, it's okay. Like I get it. Look, I've mm-hmm. been in these. I've been in your shoes, and it is. Uh, it's easy to get lost in the moment and not mm-hmm. really think. You're like thinking about everything, right? Oh, yeah. And it's impossible to hone in on a single thing. Yeah. So I no, totally, yeah. totally get it. Uh, I am now I was like Yoshi, Luigi, right. Kirby. Like, what B tier yeah. can fill this? Slot? I was like, maybe and Hades, it's, it's, but no. It, I mean, it is an A tier game, yeah. just not like an A tier game that I play. But it's an A tier yeah. franchise for sure. It's like A tier game, but for Nintendo, it's yeah. like the biggest oh, franchise, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's Buku Bucks. There's yeah. a big part of me that wanted to go Monster Hunter, but. <laughs> I get that. I, that crossed my let's mind see, too with how well World did. Hold on. You want Monster Hunter World? No, I Rise. Or Rise. Yeah, Rise. Right. Oh, wow, that's right. That's the one. Here. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan. <laughs> so, uh, Monster Hunter Rise would have would have been 18th. That's not like that's sad. That would have been worse. Yeah. That yeah. would have been a worse guess. So that's all right. That's all right. Pokemon dominates the top ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. Number seven was Super Mario Party, which is like really. Guys? I thought about a Mario mm-hmm. Party game. Mm-hmm. I just think looking oh, yeah. at this top 10 is gross when you consider Metroid Dread is like, geez, it's like way down here. Mm-hmm. I Metroid Dread briefly crossed my mind and I was like, no, that's not, that's yeah. not touching these other franchises yeah. as much. It's the best Metroid right. like sales wise, but it's 36th. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a right. great game. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, yes, uh, it's, it, it's easy for you to say because you won, Andrew. You had a total of <laughs> 28.5, and Dylan, you ended up with 42.6. So a very, very close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I've got to make it exciting. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks for being yes. a part of that. Uh, really quick, I know it's been a long night. Let's go through our debriefs. Uh, do you have anything you would want to recommend to our listeners? Oh, yeah. I've been waiting all night to debrief. For debriefing each other oh, yeah. and for all the bad jokes that we can make about it. It's one of my favorite parts of your show. Oh, thank you very much. All I'm glad time. somebody likes it. I never know how to approach it with guests. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've had, you know, so many guys debrief so late in the night. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that has been bringing me the most just kind of pure happiness recently um, do either of you guys watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Often I have. Yeah. yeah. I've seen like the first few seasons and kind of mm-hmm. stepped away. I love okay, it. Well, I love the show. Don't yeah. Get me wrong. yeah. They have a podcast. It's called The Always Sunny Podcast. And it's it's just such a good time because it's it's the three writers and actors of the show. It's uh, Charlie, uh, Glenn, and Mac, or what's his, Rob is his mm-hmm. actual name. And they just sit around and they just talk and they go episode by episode. So they start episode one mm-hmm. and they're working their way through the show and they talk about what it was like, like making that episode and like where they were at and like how society has changed and how like filming has changed and where they were at as creators and all this kind of stuff. But then they like quickly just drift into just BSing and hanging out as friends because they've known each other for forever. And so the episodes range from about 30 minutes to an hour and it's a really, it's a blend of a really cool insight into like the making of that show, but also just seeing these guys hang out as friends, but also they're all funny because their characters are all kind of like little bits of like hyper 
personifications of like parts of their personalities. So every once in a while, they'll kind of like devolve into the chaos that makes the show so funny. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a really good blend of kind of all of those things. And so they have about 40 something episodes out at this point. And I came to it late a couple of weeks ago and I basically just binged it for like two weeks nice. and now I'm caught up and it's really depressing that I have to wait <laughs> yeah, right. for weekly releases at this point. But if you're interested in like any of those topics, like just comedy or like, you know, filmmaking, show running, writing, acting, or just like good podcasts that have that kind of chemistry of longtime friends hanging out. Like it has all of that to offer. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. Good suggestion. Rob uh, Mickelhenny or Mickel, I don't know. He's doing like four shows now, Mm -hmm. like writing them and directing them. That's just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And he's in great shape too. It's disgusting. I know. Well, like, come on, (laughs) making us all look bad, Rob. All right, Dylan, what do you, what do you got for everybody? What's under them briefs? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, what's your debrief? Um, I can't remember. I (laughs) threw him off. I mentioned it. Threw off the briefs. I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, but I've been watching the Sandman, which um, Mm. I read um, like the Sandman comics, like up through, like I don't know, like they it's it's a graphic novel slash comic book thing, um, from DC, um. And so I read like Neil the Gaiman, first like right? comp- yeah compilation by Neil Gaiman, um, and I've been watching the TV show on Netflix, um, and it's really good. Um, highly recommend. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, I, I can't really spoil like can't really talk too too much about it. Um, but it's like it, without spoilers. Um, but if you like sort of a magical uh i I don't want to call him a superhero but like it's got kind of those vibes to an extent of it um then i highly recommend checking that out and it's written by neil gaiman who who writes really good stuff um so i've been doing it's like that's been my show and then i've been listening to uh, a podcast called the magnus archives um which is like a horror like anthology podcast um so it's a bunch of just like 15 to 20 minute horror stories um i'm writing this one down (laughs) yeah so it's it's very like it's uh it's an anthology series but it's also got an overarching narrative that is really interesting so um you know, I love I love it when they have these podcasts with production value, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you know, like an old radio show, yeah. and they got the sound effects in the background and all that. Mm-hmm. There's so many good ones now, and uh, yeah, I will definitely check this one out. Yeah, I highly recommend it, um, especially if you like just the little like horror short stories or whatever. Like that's it's got that in spades. So oh, check good it out. Time of year for it too. We're leading into Halloween here. Exactly. Excellent recommendation, man, for sure. So my re- my debrief, uh, it, real quick, it's uh, the Sackboy A Big Adventure soundtrack. Okay. So I've never played Sackboy A Big Adventure, uh, still haven't. But a few episodes ago, I missed I missed an episode due to COVID, and mm-hmm. we had Jared from the Play Along podcast on, and he had uh, he was doing silent protagonists with mm-hmm. Brian, and he mentioned Sackboy. So for editing that episode, I tried to find some music related mm-hmm. to the character. 
and I stumbled across the Sackboy A Big Adventure soundtrack. And oh my gosh, this is like the most magical, <laughs> whimsical soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I can't believe more people don't talk about it. You know, there are video <laughs> game soundtracks people mention. Yeah. And this, this is very much like if you're looking for that you know, Banjo-Kazooie, like old rare platformer vibe, but with many more instruments brought in and mm -hmm. composed really well. This is extremely good. And I would highly recommend everybody who's into, you know, video game soundtracks or, mm -hmm. or soundtracks in general, check it out. Uh, yeah. It has, I, I, I love it. I, I have yet to find a track I don't really like, mm -hmm. uh, which is saying something, but Awesome. Yeah, Sackboy, a big adventure. Put that alongside your horror podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that'll get you through work. Hey, we are a complex people, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to say thanks again so much for coming on. Uh, for everyone listening, please be sure to check out your friendly neighborhood gamers. As I mentioned numerous times, they put out really, really good content, man, and I uh, can't recommend them enough. Go check out the episode I was on. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, then yeah. you can see how... I do when I'm put on the spot at quiz time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks again, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us, man. This was a blast. Yes, yeah, it's been a good definitely, time. Definitely. Uh, and we do have an episode for next week. Uh, next week, we will be doing the top five games with a female lead. And okay. joining, joining us will be voice actor, author, and editor-in-chief of Legacy Comics, Patrick Hickey Jr. So that's not going to be one you guys no. want to miss. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we hope you have a great week. Bye. Adios. See ya.